Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, everybody, to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is May 7th, 2023. Time is 7.29 p.m. And joining me, as always, is Big Daddy Prep. What's going on, dude? Just another day. Just another day. Mother Nature can't figure out what she wants in Arkansas. I think it's spring, but it feels like summer. But we still get a touch of winter in the morning time. So, yeah, it's crazy weather. You know what? I'll tell you, we're right there with you where we're at in North Carolina. It, it kills me because you it really messes with your mood, Al. You know, you wake up, yes. it'll be sunny. It's like, man, I'm going to do things. Then the cold will come or the rain will come. And then it's like, well, I'm going to, you know, I had all these hopes to do things outside. Now I'm going to sit in the house and be depressed all day because it's raining. Yep. <laughs> Been there, done that recently, too. It was supposed to rain this entire weekend. So we kind of planned activities for that. It's been dry as a bone, literally. So, wow. yeah, it screwed everything up. So. Well, so, uh, interestingly enough, I decided uh, I decided yesterday, I was like, well, so, Al, I've, I got a pool at the house, like an above-ground pool, okay? Yep. It's been nice si- It's been sitting there in the box with everything, brand new for, like, almost three years now, I think. Oh, God. And, you know, it's, I want to get this thing up, I want to get this going for the kids, and I'm like, I don't have, I don't know what I'm doing, so... I decided to get another one of these things, but like a really cheap one, like one of the $68 inflatable ones that comes with the pump and all that crap. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to utilize my rain collection system to fill this pool. That's a great idea. It is a great Great idea. idea. I got it about halfway full off the water that was stored in my rainwater collection system. Now I'm just waiting for the rain to come to fill the rest of the thing up. <laughs> there you go. Well, you might get all of it in one day, or you might get it all summer long, just a little trickle. You never know. Exactly. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen that are out there listening, and yes, I said ladies and gentlemen because those are the only two things that actually exist. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so You're bored one or the other, and you don't get to change. That's it. Anyway, uh, guys, we're going to get into mistakes preppers make. Like what, you know, mistakes we made as new preppers. And we do talk about this stuff on the show quite quite frequently, like where we screwed up, where we could have did better at. Um, But Al Al came up with the idea, and and I was like, yeah, let's do the mistake episode because a lot of us make mistakes, and maybe we could help you guys avoid some of these mistakes. Right, Al? Right, right. And I want to kick this off like we're kicking off a football game with the very first piece of advice slash mistake slash don't do this. The number one thing is don't talk about being a prepper. Keep it to yourself. It's a little different. You're going to say, well, you're being a hypocrite, Al. You're talking about it right on here. You and Jester are. Number one, Jester and I are at hidden locations across the world from each other. 
Number two, I don't talk about prepping to my local people that could possibly rob me blind or wish to feed off of everything I have. So keep your mouth shut. Many, many preppers make this mistake. They advertise it. They might as well put a neon sign. I'm a prepper. I have all the good things to eat and all the water. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's the first mistake preppers make. Shut up. Less is more. And keep it that way. That's yeah, my outlook. Yeah, you don't want to run around bragging about this type of stuff. It's not really a good idea. I keep everything pretty close to the chest for the most part. Um, yep. There's a lot of people in my town that have no idea what I'm doing. And I'll tell you what, I live in a really good area for preppers. And I really don't want all that information out there. Right. I live around, I mean, like the majority of Arkansas, whether they realize or not, they are preppers. But the point is, is... There are a lot of thieves, thugs, and those that wish to live off of you and your good works. So, shut up. Don't talk about it. Don't advertise what you're doing because all your hard work might go to somebody else. That leads into other topics here that we'll have before it's over with, but that's number one. That's just how I feel about it. So, what's one of the mistakes that you see? Well, first off, I want to I want to go down this road because I, f- I feel like this is every place everybody starts at. And guys, bug out bags are cool; they're awesome. Nobody's living the rest of their life out of a backpack, so don't for one second tell yourself, "I got this ba- this bug out bag. That's all I need. Right. I am good." Right. That is going to be a life ending mistake if, in fact, shit hits the fan. Period. Right. Period. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. And if you think that little bag that's there by your front door is going to save your entire existence, go ahead and hand that to the first guy that walks by and just go ahead and offer yourself now because that's exactly what's going to happen down the road. You cannot possibly live out of that bag, even if it's a bag that you're never coming home bag. You know, we talk about the bags, you're never coming home, you know, our inch bags, I'm never coming home again bag. That's still not going to suffice you. You're going to have to make up for all kinds of things that you're going to meet down the line. I do this every day. I try to find one thing and make it into something else or, you know, take this and make it work for that. You're going to have to do that, folks. So that bag is not saving your life. It may help you, but it's not the end all, I promise you. Right. I I 100% agree. Uh... Are you looking for something kick-ass to add to your closet? Reaper has the hookup for t-shirts, hoodies, button-ups, hats, beanies, and plenty of other badass products. You can check out Reaper Apparel Company at www.reaperapparelco.com and use code DOOM10 for 10% off. Jester only stands behind brands he believes in, and Dan at Reaper Apparel has a mission, and Jester is on board. Go check out www.reaperapparelco.com today and use code DOOM10 for 10% off your entire order. Why be a sheep when you can reap? Use code DOOM10 for 10% off at www.reaperapparelco.com today. The one thing I did want to get into, and I think this is... Probably a mistake most preppers make, um, but I and I I can't say I made this mistake. And when we get into this, it, I'll start explaining why. But Al, choosing the right yes. gun, choosing the right calibers, I think a lot of people go off with with some really harebrained ideas 
when it comes time to pick what you know caliber they want to have for the apocalypse right i agree with you 100 percent. i choose a wide range i i choose different weapons and i have a system for it but you don't have to follow my system everybody's got their own but i believe in shotguns rifles long range rifles short range rifles i believe in small caliber for game and for protection and for things like that even if simply for snake killing whatever it might be along with several calibers of pistols. I want to be able to pick up ammunition from anyone and be able to implement it into my plan. So I don't take myself down the column of this kind of gun I've gotten, this kind of gun I've gotten, that's all I've got. No, I don't do that. I like a, a big wide array, but that comes from years of working in law enforcement and things like that. So, all right, let's, let's break this down a little bit. So, First and foremost, I'm going to hands down say the best round you could have is the 22 LR. I've said it a thousand times. I will die on this hill. The 22 LR is going to be your absolute 100% best round for the apocalypse, hands down, right? Yep. Security, it, small game, everything. Yep. Right. I mean, here's here's the reality. This round will kill somebody, and this round yep. will kill somebody at a distance. For any of you fuckers out there that think to yourself like, oh, you know, the 22 just doesn't have enough knockdown power for me. If you shoot someone in the fucking throat, what kind of knockdown power do you think you need? Right. You do know the 22 caliber is the chosen round for most hitmen that are actually within 10 yards of a person because of the quietness, the effectiveness, they're cheap. And ballistics are very hard on a 22 compared to, you know, a, a standard fire round. You know what I mean? It's right. That's, that's the way to go. Pistol, so, gun, and I mean, uh, rifle and everything. Right. And I mean, when it comes to the idea of, holy shit, I've got a gun. I need to start stockpiling ammo for the apocalypse. What round out there is cheaper to stockpile other than 22? None. Zero. I mean. Other, AK. <laughs> AK ammunition, but still yet oh no that i don't know that's pretty expensive compared to 22 lr <laughs> yeah I, well I, and you know i do stockpile out of ak ammunition because ak's are so dependable i love an ak you know because of the durability of the rifle no effectiveness for long range no but short range that's my choice a lot of people's are ars they like that platform everybody has their own this is a you know free choice but 22 22 lr is the way to go baby so let's talk about, I want to talk about some specific calibers to avoid real quick, because uh, I see a lot of people making these mistakes. All right, first and foremost, okay, avoid these really odd calibers. If, if they're hard to find them now, they're going to be even harder to find in the apocalypse. And if this is your primary weapon you plan on using, change your, change your game up pretty quick. Number one, first and foremost, we're going to go through some shotgun rounds here. Forget stock in the 16 gauge it's not common yep. enough not enough people have it screw the 16 gauge i love it it's a great it is a great round but uh it's too damn hard to find to want to stockpile this all right if you don't have a round for it it's useless it's right. nothing but a hammer that's all it is and uh again to go with this the 28 gauge again such an odd round you're not going to find that Stick to the three that everybody has: the four ten, the twenty gauge, and the twelve gauge. Yep. Outside I of twelve, yeah, outside, and that's what I stock. I stock twelve. I like the twelve. I, 
I mean, a 20 gauge is great too. 410 is great. I well, actually, I stock 410 and 12 gauge. Um, but anyway, guys, what I'm getting at is when it comes to these shotgun rounds, the 410, the 20 gauge, the 12 gauge are going to be your most common. Those are going to be the ones you want to stockpile. Let's get into handguns for a second here. Okay. Hands down, outside of the 22 LR, okay, outside of that, stockpile the nine millimeter. Now the nine millimeter, it's it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite round. My favorite caliber is 40 S and W all day long. That's my favorite. However, when it comes to finding a stockpile, when it comes to being able to to you know find people stockpiles and utilize their rounds, you're gonna find a lot of nine millimeter. Okay. Absolutely. And and I'm not saying nine millimeter should be the only thing that you should stock if you're a 45 guy and you like 45. 45 is pretty common. 40 is pretty common. 380 is pretty common. Outside of these select calibers, though, like you're not going to find much 10 millimeter. You might find some 357 mag. You might find some 38 special. But there there are rounds out there that you're just not going to find, right? Right. Um, Absolutely. And I think it's I think it's a very wise decision to stockpile what everybody else is stockpiling, right? I have a nine millimeter on my hip as we speak, up six inches away from my hands. I've, yep, absolutely. I've got my, That's uh, what I do. I got my Ruger twenty two LR on the desk right here in front of me. <laughs> yep. Hey, hey, we we practice what we preach on here. I I prefer the nine millimeter, of course, because of the availability. I don't necessarily like nine millimeter, but I can find a lot of them. I'm a forty cal guy. But that's what my wife carries is a 40 cal. I will find 40 cal here in Arkansas more plentiful than a lot of places because Arkansas loves guns. I mean, the state bird here is two guns crossing, trying to fly through the air. I mean, that's just a part of it. But I absolutely keep that as a backup. I stop lots of nine millimeter because I know that's what's going to be around more. Do you have enough food in your pantry for when disaster strikes? Go to www.readywise.com and utilize code DOOM10 for 10% off your entire food order. ReadyWise offers long-term food storage items such as chicken and beef that last up to 15 years. But that's not all. Go to www.readywise.com and use our code DOOM10 for 10% off of organic food as well. Offering chili, pasta, and soups, they have you covered. Did we mention they have fruits? bananas, blueberries, strawberries, and apples, just to name a few. With many more food options for your home, car, or bug-out bag, ReadyWise has your six. Go to www.readywise.com now and utilize code DOOM10 for 10% off. Exactly. And, and, you know, guys, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shit-talking any other rounds when I say this. I'm just saying... Don't make the mistakes and go buy these specific pistols. Like, don't go out and buy a 57 by 28 because your buddy told you it's the absolute best handgun round on the planet. It's the right. most accurate, and that's what you want to have for the apocalypse. Now, he's not wrong, but 57 by 28 is extremely expensive, and nobody yep. else is stockpiling that. So say that you could only afford to stock 1,000 rounds. Once those are gone, you're never going to see that ammo again. And then that that firearm is useless, right? That's like that's like the blackout. You know, blackout when it comes to rifles. 
A lot of people like uh, like the blackout rounds. I don't I don't care for them because you can't find them around anymore. They're they're hard to find at the store alone at the apocalypse. All right, yeah. Let's get in. Let's get into some rifle rounds. Let's let's get into that. So, first and foremost, twenty two LR again, twenty two LR. <laughs> but yep. uh, some some common rounds to stockpile that everybody's going to have your five five six, your two two three, your thirty thirty round. Your thirty odd six round, three oh eight. That's about it, okay. Seven. Yep. Well, I take that back. Seven six two by thirty nine. Because there's a lot of guys yep. out there prepping with the AKs, right? Yep. Now the reason why I say screw everything else is because if you if you yourself have a two seventy or a two forty three, ask ask yourself, do you know anybody else that has that? And the, right. the answer is probably going to be no. I'm the only person that I know that has a 270. My dad is the only person I know that has a 243, right? Yep. There's right. we're not going to find these ammos. Once we run out of what we have, it's over for those rifles. They're useless, right? Right. Now, depending on the area you're in too, Jester, because some areas are are gun depleted. They're gun deserts. You know, you don't have availability. I have availability here. You probably do in your area because we're in the country. Right. But a lot of places aren't like that. Now, to, to get in to get into this a little more, things like, I mean, some rounds that are semi-common that you might see that aren't going to be around for long is, n- number one, 50 BMG. I know everybody wants one. Everybody wishes they had one. The guys that have these are stockpiling ammo. However, they're few and far between. All right. right. And nobody's going to be trading out their 50 BMG if they got ammo left for it in the apocalypse. Like, let's be honest. That's right. That's Things right. like the 7mm 6.5 Creedmoor, yeah, they're going to be out there, right? But again, few and far between, all right? Right. I have a, I have a, I have a 7 millimeter. I love, absolutely love. I stockpile ammo for it, but it will not come out often, I promise you, in the apocalypse because it's not a prevalent round. But for long distance, I prefer it. You know, I mean, it's like that reach out and touch you AT&T type of gun, you know. Right. You can get out there with it, but you can't find a lot of ammo for it. Now, there's one more caliber I'd like to mention before we get out of these mistake calibers. Um, This one, Al, I'm still trying to figure out if it's good or bad to stockpile. This is the 17 HMR. Yes. Okay. Now, it's a very cheap round, cheap to stockpile. It, I've been seeing more and more of it on the shelves. But this is kind of sold as like a youth round or a varmint round or, you know, I don't know much about this round. I got to do some research on it. I know it's pretty cheap to buy, yep. right? Um, Extremely cheap. And I've heard some people say, I'm not saying these guys are gurus on this, but I've heard some people say that, this is kind of taking over the 22 LR realm. Don't know how true that is or not. I mean, this is a tiny little wicked fast shooting round, right? Yep. So I'm going to definitely look more into this because I, I don't know anybody who's stockpiling it. So I'm going to go ahead and say, don't stockpile it, right? Don't buy this because right. I don't know. But I'll do some research into this and get back to you. Um <laughs> Let's talk about, we've talked about the calibers that are bad. I'd like to talk about a few firearms that I would recommend avoiding in the apocalypse, okay? All right. You got to think it's apocalypse. You're on the move. You're hunting, grocery shopping in the woods, right? Right. Carrying 
big bore, big heavy wood furniture guns, in my opinion, is just going to wear your ass down. All right. Now, nothing, nothing will kick your ass more than an old school 12 gauge double barrel, right? With 28 inch barrels and lugging that thing through the woods all day. That'll beat your ass. That's a very heavy gun. (laughs) I always challenge people that, that tell me about, you know, what they're going to carry in a bad situation. I always say, I'll tell you what, here's what you do. You get your gun. Give me 150 rounds of whatever you've got. Put it in a bag. Let's go walk five miles. Yeah. If you can't do that, or if that conceivably sounds like it's a bad idea, you probably need to rethink your plan. I'm going to be honest with you. Now, one thing I do like a lot for the apocalypse, and I think this is great, a lot of people have been getting into the multiple caliber weapons. Okay. I I have some. Right, so like I have a Smith and Wesson Governor, uh, two and a half, four ten, uh, forty five Long Colt, and forty five ACP, and I just found out I can get for this now. They sell a sleeve that goes inside of that chamber that allows you to shoot twenty two out of it. Yes, sir. They sure do. I prefer the uh, the Judge, forty five so, and four ten. Right. So I mean, like when it comes to rifles like this, it'll do the four ten or they'll do the twenty two or. or you know, these multiple caliber weapons, guys, these are great, right? right? Especially if they're common rounds, like my Smith & Wesson Governor. I know I'm going to find 45 ACP. I know there's a good chance I'm going to find 410. 45 Long Colt, probably not so much, right? No, no, but you might. come up, And at least it's a choice for you. You know, you have an option. Options are what we want. Right, so if I come across that, if I come across that forty-five AC or that forty-five long coal, bam, I could use it. Right, and it's not just about hunting. It's not just about security. It's not just about safety. It's about hunting, safety, and security all at the same time. It's not just one thing. It's multiple things. You, you need to plan for the. You need to be playing the long game. Fire is one of the most basic essentials for survival. Whether you're camping, hiking, or preparing for disaster, Blackbeard has your six. Go to www.blackbeardfire.com and utilize code DOOMSDAY for 10% off your entire purchase. Blackbeard offers stormproof matches, plasma arc lighters, fire starters, and ferro rods, all of which are great for your bug out bag. Once again, Go to www.blackbeardfire.com and utilize code DOOMSDAY for 10% off your entire purchase. Um, So that's my opinion. When we got into this, I was going to tell you guys about some mistakes I made, but weren't really mistakes because of what I got going on. So my mistakes are being that I put some reliance into these odd foreign calibers, right? Things that are not very common. Now, these rifles primarily function as hunting rifles. So I might burn 20 rounds a year getting sighted in for for rifle season, and then I might not even shoot a round during rifle season if I never see a deer, okay? Now, Now, this is the primary function for that. When it comes to things I purchased for... You know, specifically the Apocalypse, it's a lot of 22 LR. It's a lot of 12-gauge. It's a lot of 5.56, 223. You know, these are the platforms that I plan to utilize, 
all right, nine mils, things like this. So just just know that when I when I'm speaking to you guys about this, I'm speaking from experience that I have some of these foreign calibers, I have the common calibers, and these weren't initially purchased for the apocalypse, but if they were, what I'd have in my gun safe right now would be a lot different. Granted. Right. So I don't know. I think that about sums up the the potential mistakes people could make with guns. Um, I have a topic that's just burning me up. And all right, it, let's it hear it. burns me up about people. <laughs> people don't think, and this is one of the biggest mistakes that people make. They, they think about the bug in, bug out situation, and they overthink the situation. They think about where they're going to go, how they're going to get there. And that, we, we, we preach that, okay? But people need to think about where you're at. Are you better where you're at? Can you hunker down where you're at? Or do you need to get to another location? And when they choose another location, they choose a location that's either in public or it's a place that 10,000 other people are going to get out to or a place they can't possibly conceivably get to. When you're considering your bug-in, bug-out situation, you have to have the mindset of not, well, how is it down for me to get there? Think about how it is and where you're going and do you need to go there when really the shit hits the fan? Not today, when everybody's happy, everybody's got food, everybody's traveling well, there's fuel and everything like that that people can get. When people can't, I mean, if you're planning a location, it's a bug out location, it's 150 miles away, what happens when the gas dries up? How do you get there? When you say, I'm going to go to this location, it's a it's a public park or it's a national forest. How many other people have that same freaking idea, folks? You know, you pick this location for your survival, not for your survival so you can get there or maybe not and end up getting raped, killed and all your things taken. Uh, people try to overthink the situation and then they try to simplify the hard parts. And that really just irks me. That that's that kind of chafes me a little bit. Um, I hear people say it all the time. I, I'm going to so and so. Okay, well, how you can get there? Well, I ain't thought that out. Well, how many other people can get there? Well, I don't know. What was your plan? I mean, seriously, that, that just having a location is not a plan. No, and I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people make that mistake. I've had a ton of people tell me that live. Over five hours away. When shit hits the fan, I'm coming to you. And I'm like, no, you're yeah. not. But it's kind of cute. How the hell do you think you're going to get here? You plan on... You You feel that you're that unsafe where you live. That you're going to go ahead and travel five, six, seven, eight hours down populated highways to try to get where I am. Possibly not having GPS also. Right, right. I mean, if you want to see how fast a situation can escalate, look at Sudan right now. They're going through what's practically a civil war. Now, I granted that's a different society. They think differently than we do. But that's how fast a civilization can de-evolve. Uh, you could simply not be able to get to where you're going because there might be seven hotspots between you and them. If you get there and everybody else is there, you've not gone anywhere for safety-wise. So, yeah, it's a, that's a real thing that irks me a lot. I hear people saying that all the time. Yeah, so first and foremost, I think to kind of kind of sum that up a bit, do not plan a dangerous bug-out strategy. If it's right. if you look, 
Guys, another mistake, and it's a mistake in, in, in itself, every prep you make, every plan you have is going to have a hole in it somewhere. There's going to be a flaw in it somewhere. You need to exploit these things that you're planning and see if they're going to work. See if they're not going to work. You cannot put yourself in this position to where you say, hey, I'm relying on myself for this. This is all good. We don't have anything to worry about, blah, 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 blah. And then you find out this idea was horrible and now you're dead. Want to be a guest on the show? Email it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. That's it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. Do you know how many people I hear, Jester, on a, on a, on a regular basis tell me, well, this is what I'm going to do when this happens. If you're waiting to do these things when something happens, it's already too late, folks. Don't say it. Well, I'm going to go to the ATM. We'll take all the money out I've got. I'm going to go buy a bunch of food. No, 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 no. Hold on. What if you can't go to the ATM? What if you can't have fuel to go to these places? What if these places already raided and robbed? We see this all the time now on the news. People go in. They steal thousands of dollars worth of things. Do you know how fast it takes to clear out a Walmart? I mean, literally a couple hours, everything that you could possibly need would be gone. Don't wait for the situation to happen to start to prepare and think that those things are going to be there just because you think that you're going to have the ability to go get them. That's a very bad idea. You're very bad. A horrible idea. But it happens all the time. I hear people, well, I don't know what you're prepping for now. I can get rice and beans anytime. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. You I've know, got mine. You know? It blows my mind that people didn't learn anything during the pandemic. Right. Right. I mean, look at about look at how much we learned about people during the pandemic. Look at how much the government learned about its people during the pandemic. And look at how little people learn themselves. Right. People become savages very quickly. They do. And it's mind blowing. And you know why? Because Secretly, and I, and I hate to say this, but it's 100% true, secretly, in the back of everybody's mind, they have a little meter. It's, it's, in the, it's up in their brain. And the meter says, when do things get bad enough for me to do evil shit? It's this good versus evil meter, and it's up there. And right. every, everybody's capable of being evil. Right. It's just it's called the purge alarm. The purge alarm. Is that what it's called? Yep, it's called the purge alarm. When does the purge start that I can go do evil things? Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. So if a father's children are crying that they're hungry, he will kill to feed them. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I don't have any children that are small anymore. So, I mean, other than grandchildren. So my wife, who has medical conditions and things like that, she is my primary concern. What do you think would happen when you get between me and her survival? What do you think? I mean, we're seriously. What do you think? Depending I mean, yeah. on who you are, but what do you think I will do to feed her compared to what you will do to feed your people? Exactly. is an emergency action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities. Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, 
Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.